0: Welcome back to talking about coaching. It's Yawashi I'm here with Nikki and Yannick, and today we get a really cool question. Um, this is a question that often comes up. Um, so it's, what do you do with a client if the client comes to a session with no agenda? Um, do you want to start, Nikki?
1: Yeah, sure, throw me straight in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With your massive coaching experience. <laughs> Absolutely, gosh. But did, did you have that? Um, because I I assume you would have that perhaps more than we do, because like as we are not charging enormous prices or we offer mm-hmm. coaching for free or something, um, I certainly remember that happening quite a lot. You know, people coming in, it's like, oh, free coaching. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to talk about? Um, uh, free coaching. <laughs>
1: yeah, interesting. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Well, actually, it's it's interesting. I suppose, actually, clients who, who you kind of invite into the space, so like practice clients and stuff, that could be more the case because I guess you're kind of reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. So they may just come and try to experience the coaching. Um, whilst I think I find people who have had paid clients tend to bring something specific. I guess the people who are paying clients are kind of valuing the service in mm-hmm. that and kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. one argument is that pain clients therefore kind of are more proactively involved but about people who come with um no specific question i guess what i would do is start to um ask what brought them to coaching in the first place Mm -hmm. um and um yeah i think that would lead to kind of a quite open exploration of different aspects of their lives and um i think Rather quickly, you probably find something that they then go off to in, in kind of more detail and suddenly you're mm-hmm. in a coaching conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing to do is to take a deep breath and just to be really open to exploring broadly and not panic, mm-hmm. I think, in that instant. As a coach, my tendency is certainly to kind of want to get somewhere um, quickly with them and then kind of force an agenda, but I think really taking your time, sitting back and letting the client talk quite widely even if that feels uncomfortable and like oh my god we're not getting anywhere mm-hmm. would be kind of my approach with that but i'm curious to hear what um you guys are thinking <laughs> Yannick i'm looking at you yeah I think,
2: <laughs> I think there's a lot in there because um when somebody comes in and they've paid for it the assumption is well they're paid for something right they 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 invested money in order to get something out of it and uh most of the time when somebody invests in something, they have a, an idea of what they want to get out of it, what they want to get in return, you know, the return on investment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes a, a client would come in and they're just like, well, I'm just not happy, mm-hmm. you know, or I just like don't feel satisfied with my life or, um, you know, I, I don't quite know what to do. But then at least you have a starting point that you can explore. So whatever they put on the table, no matter what it is, I mean, there's many different ways of how we can ask the question, right? Why did you come for coaching? Or what, mm-hmm. what made you reach out? Or what made you say yes to this? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, how, how come you're here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what um, even is coaching? What do you think coaching is? Mm-hmm. Put it back to them. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, exactly. So they, they have an idea of what coaching is and what coaching could do for them. Mm-hmm. And just exploring that will lead to some sort of conversation that you can pick up on, you know, what they're trying to achieve. But then there's a bunch of different exercises or starting, we can use as starting points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many people will have heard of the Wheel of Life, uh, Mm -hmm. which is just like a uh, a pie chart with a couple of areas like family and friends, uh, money, health. Um, uh, There's a lot of things you could put in that pie. In a lot of versions mm-hmm. of that Wheel of Life. I think my personal Wheel of Life is like 23 or so wow. uh, areas. Um, informed by uh, well-being theories and anything that I think contributes to a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, So I use that mainly as a progress monitor mm-hmm. so that you can uh, figure out uh, what are you making progress on. But if somebody doesn't know what to work on, for example, if the organization is paying for it. Mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent of having a paid client but they're actually not paying for it themselves. They're just being offered the space. And sometimes the space is not very well defined in terms of what they're supposed to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you could do an exercise like that and uh, look at how satisfied are you with your number and quality of your friends or perhaps Mm -hmm. your professional network um, contacts. Mm -hmm. Um, So whatever you want to put that on, you, you ask, like, what are you putting up with, for example? You know, Mm -hmm. make a list of 10 things you're putting up with at the moment, you know, things you're not happy or satisfied with, but something that you would want to change, but haven't taken any action on,
1: Mm.
2: you know, or you could do something like the best possible self-exercise, you know, you Mm -hmm. ask people, okay, put yourself five years in the future or 10 years or six months and everything has gone as well as it could have, Mm -hmm. you know, ideal uh, outcome. You know, maybe not including winning a lottery, but maybe including, you know, making the best possible business deals or, you know, meeting the partner of your dreams, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden your life is close to ideal. Mm-hmm. And then tell me about that life, you know, that are, that are things to aspire to because that will always bring out certain elements that you're like, ah, so I would love to have lots of friends and live by the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, how satisfied are you with your number of friends, and where do you live? Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden you have something that you may want to aspire to. You know, if the client chooses to. You mm-hmm. know, that's where we need to be careful as coaches because we don't want to say, "Oh, you are unsatisfied with how much you earn. That's why you need to earn more." You know, yeah. or like, uh, "Oh, you seem to not be in great shape. You will want to be in better shape." You know, that yeah. still needs to come from the client.
1: Yeah, it reminds me a little bit um, of the, is it front of mind and kind of, I don't know what the, the one lower down is, but it's like, no matter what kind of conversation you start out on, it's kind of almost like, a, not as superficial in a bad way, but it's like, that's just kind of the clutter that's hiding and sooner or later that back of mind, the mm-hmm. below the mind, unconscious, you may call it kind of subject inevitably kind of arises with enough conversation, right? At, at like least a, that's something like that a, came up
2: for us. Like a higher level goal or like a more important goal than the one we present or how do you mean?
1: Um, it's, you know, for example, someone will come to you and say, I'd like to coach about business and about work. And then you start talking to them and say, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. And they'll tell you all sorts of things related to their work. And suddenly they'll just kind of drop in like very quietly out. And then my partner at home and I, we have you know, be, be moving, it's been really tense. And then you kind of like, okay, so we started out talking about your work, and now you've mentioned your partners. It's still work you'd like to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And this is how we got kind of talk coaching at Animus, always like re-offer kind of the the choice of the client. And then they're like, well, actually, yeah, the stuff at home has really kind of been been bugging me. So they come with kind of, and that was called the the forefront or like the front of mind kind of issue. uh And it kind of eventually casually reveals this kind of deeper, probably more Uh grinding thing that comes to conversation. So... No matter where you start, I think, you know, you always end up kind of on the path somewhere you're meant to be on, eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think what I'm hearing from, especially from you guys is that the coach has a lot of tools and questions to actually bring up an agenda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's great. So something that's... This is, this is quite an interesting conversation because I found myself paying a lot for a life coach. And sometimes showing up in a session with no agenda, hmm. and you know my coach just asked me, well, what would make this conversation useful for you? And then, then I just slow down, and and things come up. Mm-hmm. But actually, um, I think what what is also useful as a coach is to actually um, teach the client how to be a good client, to to a certain sense. We don't we don't need to necessarily put rules in place, but sometimes I think it's useful to tell them. Hey, uh, maybe think about a few things that you would like to discuss mm-hmm. in a session. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's um, a, a template that I share with clients, and it's a weekly reflection. And based on that reflection, we have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of coaching sessions will come from that reflection yeah. session. It reminds me of uh, of Evan Yalom,
2: who uh, like is a super good writer. He writes about therapy, mm-hmm. but he often talks about how the client needed to learn how to use therapy. You know, and it yeah. really reminds me of that you know uh, some clients i think this is why we contract and help people like help our clients to make the best out of the coaching space and mm-hmm. some clients some clients some coaches will straight up say look if you don't know what you want to work on maybe coaching is not for you <laughs> you know and right. i i tend to start a conversation and and see what's there but i would assume that you're here to do some work you know and if i get a feeling that a client is not interested in doing any work then mm-hmm. Why
1: coaching?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think that's, that's a good... Uh, well, there's different ways of doing it, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. But I found this question actually comes up even halfway the contract. You know, if it's a three or six month contract, mm-hmm. sometimes comes in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just useful to give the client the idea. You know, a question that's, uh, that I found really useful is asking uh, the client, what is missing in your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a and good then asking them, how are you keeping that out? Yeah. And that just brings up so many conversations. Um, another another great question is, um, given your situation right now, what would you like to create? Because often we're we're thinking about well, what problems can we solve, right? But we can also think about creating something into mm-hmm. the into the future. That's really nice. Yeah, so it's always like uh, striving or like it's
2: uh, either avoiding something that's going wrong or like a challenge or a problem or something. Uh, yeah. Or we are uh, trying to achieve something, uh, desire something, uh, you know make a fantasy become a reality. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. they are really good questions. What are you putting up with is very much a question towards uh, what are you certain uh, struggling with at the moment um, what are, what is not right you know mm-hmm. and the other the other question is much more what could your life look like if you made a few changes you know or like what would you who would you like to be or what would you like to do you know and I, I really like that uh, that becoming still is a is such a good way of uh, really connecting, becoming present. And I think you mentioned present in a in oh, another another session of ours. Um, a little mindfulness exercise, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just becoming still, breathe, relax, just you know, be in the space, feel into yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you smelling? What are you hearing? You know, what are what can you see? Uh, what thoughts are present? What feelings are present? You know, without actually engaging in them and going to a narrative, just noticing. What's present right now, um, as you said, often brings up the real stuff, you know, yeah. the stuff that we're not over-layering um, with, a, with a bunch of uh, making sense of it, mm-hmm. using logic to just kind of mull it down.
1: It's kind of funny, I think, in the, our, um, our modules at Animus were structured into kind of different themes and one of the, the themes was presence. Mm-hmm. And I think the running joke was like, you know, if you're really holding presence and being present as, as a coach after your initial kind of meeting. Oh. You could literally as a coach just sit there in silence with your client mm-hmm. waiting for your client to say something and give them the space to be silent potentially mm-hmm. for a whole session until mm-hmm. they allow something to emerge <laughs> yeah these it are the stories funny. <laughs>
2: that's, the, that's the stories that gives uh, person-centered therapy a bad rep we read obviously like oh, oh i was really? sitting i was sitting there and my therapist wasn't saying anything <laughs> and like uh, I also believe that what comes out of silence, what emerges from silence, is often really, really important stuff. Mm-hmm. How they are relating to silence, how exactly. they are relating to something not happening, yeah. to the uncertainty of sitting Discomfort. in this coaching session, which now represents this life thing. How many yeah. people are sitting in life, and life doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. and doesn't give them any guidance. Yeah. You know, uh, this is where we can really work with the here and now. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I also understand that, you know, coaches are there very often, like 95% of coaching definitions, action and results and agenda, they're in the definition, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, if we're not saying anything, I doubt that many clients would come back Mm -hmm. unless they really do bring something out of the silence and the coach works with that super well, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, I like, it's important to allow silences, but it's also important to have the client know that why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where, where persons and therapists perhaps could do with a bit more contracting. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you know that part of the coaching process might be allowing silences, when you might not know what to say because out of that silence often something emerges. Mm-hmm. This is the big question. Am I going to allow the silence or am I going to ask a question or make a summary or like do something else? Um, these are really difficult questions for any coach to answer and you have to answer it Every moment of your coaching, you know, because how we respond to anything um, is gonna have a potentially big impact.
1: That's really interesting. It's made me think of another thing um, that's come up actually on a course I attended this weekend on existentialist coaching. Super interesting. Um, And this was literally a personal revelation for me as someone, you know, who's read a lot of self help books, who's done a lot of mindfulness and yoga meditation, going inside. Mm -hmm. This 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 mere shift has been a revelation, and it's the focus and to shift the focus from doing to to being. being. (laughs) And I was like, that's never ever occurred to me. So, in the context of coaching, which is very much like achieving a goal and like um, not achieving, but goal setting and like doing that potential to shift to being with a client who comes in and, and, and says, I don't, I don't know what I'm here for. It's like, well,
2: yeah.
1: how would you like to be and to, to shift that yeah. for them? And, you know, whatever comes up for them there, mm-hmm. like to be happier or more productive, or, or whatever that being mm-hmm. represents to them, mm-hmm. I think that can be such a great conversation yeah. starter. I'll well, certainly be using that a lot more for myself yeah. and I, I'd imagine also my practice. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, what that,
2: or that simple question of like, oh, what's that like not to know? Mm-hmm. To sit in that space, not to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're very quickly in the therapeutic space. Right. Know? Because how awkward can that question feel like to a client when they say, so, you know, what do we talk about here? It's like, oh, what does it feel like not to know? <laughs> it's like, right. I, yeah. I, I thought we were doing coaching <laughs> here. I thought we were like... <laughs> but again, it gives you an, uh, a chance to contract, to rep- like to present what space you create and mm-hmm. how your coaching works. Because there's plenty of coaches who will say, no, I'm definitely going to do some tools and some exercises and tease out a goal somehow, and mm-hmm. then we're going to work towards that, laser-focused and really give you results. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different kind of coaching to the coaching of, ah, so, you know, it, how does it feel like to be in this space not knowing what to do? Mm-hmm. As a metaphor for how does it feel like to sit in life? You know, how do you mm-hmm. relate to uncertainty mm-hmm. and, you know, all of this space? A very different coaching approach. Mm-hmm. Both can deliver... Tremendous results. Mm-hmm. I think what's important is that we have that conversation with a client who comes in not knowing, yeah. and that we also know where our boundary is. Because if you're the kind of coach who doesn't work with a client unless they have a smart goal, you know, then you know that will be really difficult. And either you work with that person to create the goal, or you don't take on that client mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. they know what they want to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. I think it's also at the same time important to not jump in too quickly as a coach mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you you guys have heard a story about um, the coach the client that came to the coach and said hey I want to build a rocket ship not yet Not yet. Okay. So, tell us. Yeah, so <laughs> I, you know th- this little story really helped me to slow down in my coaching sessions so imagine a client come to a, to a coach and says hey I want to build a rocket ship and the coach says, great that's really exciting What's your time frame? And he says, okay, in the next six months. And it, and they start, you know, building this rocket ship. They have this coaching session, They plan everything out. Halfway into the coaching, for so around three months, the client seems really unhappy. And the coach says, what's what's going on? You know, the the rocket ship's almost done, right? We've almost achieved your goal. And the client says, well, you know, my, my goal really was to get away from my wife, right? <laughs> and, and and I think this happens often in coaching. You know. If the client comes with an agenda, I think we don't want to just jump into it. Mm-hmm. We want to slow down and ask them, well, what, what is it really that you want? Mm-hmm. The lettering know? exercise is super yeah. good. Okay. So once yeah.
2: you've built that rocket ship, what would that give you? Yeah. you know, oh, so once you're at the moon, what would that give you? Mm-hmm. you know, uh, How would your life be different now that imagine you've achieved this? You know, Tell mm-hmm. me, what, what would that provide for you? Mm-hmm. And then you get to a higher level, higher level, higher level goal. And ultimately, I think it's always about some form of happiness, Mm -hmm. some form of feeling good or better, some element of psychological well being. That's why the positive psychology stuff is super helpful. Um, But that's really good when a client has established a goal, you know, the presenting or they're coming in with the presenting issue. You know, I want to lose weight, that could mean many things. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you want to look better, maybe you want to like yourself more, maybe you want to be more respected, maybe you want to have kids, maybe you want to have some meaning in your life, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe you want to feel a sense of safety, maybe you want to earn more money. You know, money is always means to an end too. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to not just accept the first goal that you're being given, um, but explore that a bit. That's why in almost all coaching processes, you would start talking about the goal uh, a considerable time.
1: Would you do the same if you, oh yeah I suppose you would, with a client to not one who doesn't come in with a goal, but one who comes with a goal, would you still kind of interrogate that thoroughly story, interrogate. interrogate, take it apart,
2: <laughs> no. smart it away with questions? <laughs> no, I would explore that. I would, uh, I okay. would, I would explore the goal. Um, oftentimes the goal needs to be kind of smartened up, um, yeah. you know, makes more specific, more measurable, more uh, check that it's relevant to your wider sense of uh, values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's realistic, achievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's got a, a deadline to it, ideally, mm-hmm. or some sort of time frame. Um, yeah. But no matter how smart the goal is, I'm always interested in what, how does that change you or your life, your way of being or what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so to uh, do that bit of lettering to uh, right. like Rich Lipman always said like oh now we're talking <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it's like I want to have the more money I want to have this and, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and really I want to uh, you know leave a legacy it's like oh now we're talking
1: now we're talking <laughs> well it's similar it's a bit again the forefront kind of the forefront subject and mm-hmm. then slowly through exploring that more deeply arriving at kind of like yes. the yeah. You might you might still
2: want to lose the weight or make the money, mm-hmm. in order to get to the higher level goal or the back, back room goal or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but you might open up new possibilities, mm-hmm. new avenues, new pathways mm-hmm. that hadn't been explored. Because mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to lose the weight to like yourself. You know, maybe you don't need to uh, triple your income in order to leave a legacy. Yeah, yeah.
1: it just made me think of that quote: "Silent waters are deep." Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs>
2: Hey guys, if you enjoyed
0: that, uh, you know what to do, hit subscribe and send us a question. See you next time.